Welcome to the Baseball America College Podcast. I'm Teddy Cahill. This week on the Baseball America College Podcast, we have Mississippi State center fielder Jake Mangum joining us. Uh, Jake is going into his senior year, senior year at Mississippi State. He has had a phenomenal college career for the Bulldogs. Uh, as a freshman a couple years ago, he led the SEC in hitting. Um, he's been Mississippi State's leading hitter. Two of the last three years, I guess his sophomore year, he did not lead the league in hit, or lead Mississippi State in hitting because that was Brent Rooker in his SEC Triple Crown year. Uh, but Jake is something like a 350 career hitter uh, for the Bulldogs. He was an integral part of the Mississippi State team this year that, that went to the College World Series. Um, they've been to three straight Super Regionals uh, with Jake on the team, and he's just had a, a phenomenal college career, like I said, and, and he's back now for his, his senior year, having turned down the draft. He was picked uh, in the 32nd round by the Mets, but instead of signing, he will be back in Starkville this fall, or this spring, he's there this fall too, and Mississippi State this year is, is uh, going into a, a bit of a, a new era as they open the new Duty Noble Field after a couple years of, of renovation and $55 million. Uh, the new ballpark will open this spring fully completed and uh, by all accounts it's going to be a spectacular uh, ballpark and, and should be you know, one of the very, very best in the country, perhaps the very best. I, I'm excited to, to go see it. I, I think when, when it's all said and done, it's, it's absolutely going to be befitting uh, of the the kind of you know energy that they have that they've put into renovating this this ballpark, which has long been one of the more beloved in college baseball, um, and, and you know I, I think that they went into this renovation and, and they just wanted to find a way to make it even better for for all of their fans down there. So I'm excited to see it, and of course Mississippi State this year also has a new head coach in Chris Lamonis, who was hired this summer uh, away from Indiana, where he'd been the head coach for a few years, and. He takes over the, uh, a program that went to Omaha last year and has Omaha aspirations this year again. Uh, has those aspirations every year, but this year they're they're a legitimate Omaha favorite, a real shot at a, a, a being the na a national championship contender as well. When you look at everything they have coming back, uh, obviously that starts with Jake, but also left-hander Ethan Small, who kind of emerged as uh, one of the the top pitchers on the team last year and. Um, they've got a lot of relievers back. Several pieces of their lineup are back. They bring in a very strong recruiting class this year, top 15 class, headlined by uh, JT Ginn, who was picked 30th overall by the Dodgers and ultimately decided that it, he didn't want to start his pro career yet. He wanted to, to go to Mississippi State, and he's a legitimate two-way talent that uh, you know could go right into the Bulldogs' rotation if they want him to and, and also hit probably in the middle of their order right away. If, uh, if that's the way it shakes out, I don't think anyone would be all that surprised about it. So it's, it's an exciting time down in Starkville. And uh, so we're gonna get Jake's thoughts on that and uh, looking ahead to his senior year, taking a look back uh, both at, at his career and also uh, at, at the incredible run that the Bulldogs went on last year with what with the Rally Banana, the Rally Yodel, uh, <laughs> everything that, that propelled that team uh, you know, to its Omaha run and in what was just a, an incredible year uh, and an incredible postseason, especially. Um, you know, they were uh, emerged from the uh, 
uh, loser's bracket in the Tallahassee Regional. Um, they lost their first game down there and uh, were able to bounce back in and, and, a uh, you know, shocking up way. I mean, they, they, were, they were about to go two and out in that regional, and um, Elijah McNamee hit a walk-off home run to eliminate the host Florida State. And uh, from there on, you know, Mississippi State was just off to the races. They, they went through an incredible Super Regional against Vanderbilt, one of the best Super Regionals, not only of the year, but I, I think a lot of people would say in, in recent memory. I mean, there have been some great Super Regionals, but I think that Mississippi State-Vanderbilt one's going to be remembered for a long time. And then uh, the Bulldogs weren't done yet. They, they made it to the Final Four in Omaha, and, you know, just, a, again, just an incredible season. So we're going to get Jake's thoughts on that here in a second, and you know, let him tell us what it was like uh, experiencing all of that and uh, how they're going to, to try and, and uh, carry that momentum into 2019 and, and, and make it back and uh, how they're shooting for the program's first national championship. It's hard to believe Mississippi State hasn't done that yet, but they are uh, still shooting for that, that first national title, and maybe this year will be the year they do it. But uh, we'll let Jake get into all of that here uh, on the Baseball America College Podcast. Well, today we have Mississippi State center fielder Jake Mangum here on the Baseball America College Podcast. Jake, thank you uh, so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Well, there are so many different places where we could where we could get started. Obviously, it was an incredible year last year for, for the Bulldogs going to Omaha. Uh, you were the leading hitter on that team, and uh, now you're back for your senior year. So let's just uh, talk about that for, for a second. Just You've been drafted now twice. Last year, I guess it was the 32nd round by the Mets, and uh, you decided that instead of going on to pro ball, you'd come back for your senior year. Just can you run through that decision uh, to, to come back to Mississippi State? Yeah, you know, um, I guess as a sophomore, you know, being eligible that year, I, I kind of had a good feeling I was coming back regardless kind of what happened. You know, just being two years in college, uh, that's not very much, but you know, um, I, I was happy with how, how the year went junior year, but, you know, um, draft didn't go as, as planned, I guess. But, you know, I'm, I'm happy as can be to come back. Um, I'm going to get my degree in May, and I'll be, I'll be through with school and, and then just, you know, finish up this fourth year. And um, we're really excited to be back. You know, we, we got a lot of young guys that have really matured through the fall, which is really cool to see. And we got tons of older guys with a lot of experience back too. So it, it's a good mix of a team. And I'm, I'm, I'm just really happy to be a part of it. What, uh, what's your major? What are you studying? Business administration. So that's kind of what your kind of line of work your dad has been in since uh, he retired from football, right? Yeah, when he retired from football, uh, he, he, he actually became a financial advisor for NFL athletes. Uh, he's been doing it since – since his football career ended, and, uh, he's uh, he's enjoyed it a lot. Well, awesome. Um, I mean, you mentioned the uh, the what you what you've seen this fall from all these young kids. I mean, just how much growth uh, have you seen uh, out, out of this team, and, and kind of what what stood out to you as as you guys went through fall ball? Well, um, last year, you know, we didn't have a field. So, I mean, just, just to be able to have a fall where we get out on the field and practice and, you know, be able to get everyone out there at the same time. You know, I mean, last year we are playing an indoor scrimmage with four infielders and a pitcher out there. And uh, it's, it's kind of hard to judge, you know. 
But um, but this fall, you know, we were able to get out there. We played every game. It was a six-week you know, little period, I guess, for everybody. So ours went really well. Uh, the young guys, you know, at, at first you, you can tell, you know, you know, I guess it's, you know, some nerves. I, I don't know what it is, but you see it every year. You know, some freshmen kind of, you know, it. the longer you go through the fall, the more and more you see freshmen just slow the game down a little bit. Because when they get here, they're all sped up or, you know, kind of kind of going 100 miles per hour. But, you know, throughout the fall, you, you see them all kind of slow things down and understand what they need to be doing. Yeah, you uh, you didn't do anything this summer, or you didn't play anywhere this summer. You didn't go back to the Cape or, or anything. And I, I guess you, you kind of spent the, the summer working out. So just how was that just to get back out on the field for you? Really good. Um, you know, we, you know, this past spring kind of went a little bit longer than than uh, the prior years we had. You know, just being at Super Regionals every year, then finally you know, getting out of that and going to Omaha. Uh, uh, Omaha was a long trip. Playing two summers in the Cape, you know, uh, and then you know, finally deciding to come back for the fourth year, I, we just decided it was best for me to stay in town, work out, take some summer classes so I can get my degree in May. You know, and um, work on things I need to work on here in Starville. And uh, really glad I did that. Uh, you know, I, I'm really happy, actually, about that. You know, getting six hours out of the way, close to my degree, working out something I need to do, you know, to work on, you know, the, the power, I guess, tool for me. And, um, you know, just, it kind of gave me time to kind of, you know, recoup and, you know, kind of restart, you know, this last year of college and glad I did it. Glad I did it for sure. Did that time kind of give you a chance to, to reflect on, on last season at all? Yeah, a little bit. You know, um, it, it, it honestly flew by. You know, that, that little month we had, you know, off, it, was, it, it flew by. But, um, yeah, I mean, definitely some reflection on last year. You know, you think about just how crazy it all happened, how quickly it happened. We're going to last week in SEC play, week 10, and, um, you know, we're, we're still trying to make postseason. Sweet Florida, and the next thing you know, you're you're getting beat 20 to 10 in, in Tallahassee. And then, you you know, it, it's just everything happened so fast, and the national super region was just – that was the craziest weekend of baseball I've ever been a part of. And, uh, you know, as fast as everything happened, it was really good to just kind of, like, get back and it was just wrap your head around everything and – and, and honestly, move on too. I mean, there's a big part of that because you know the, the fall started and started a lot earlier than normal for us, and then, and we had to move on and kind of get Omaha out of our head and let these new guys know it, it's it's not easy to make it back to Omaha. You, uh, Coach Gotro actually told me, you know, uh, you don't just make it back to Omaha. You know, that was one of the first things he said whenever we got back, and he's right. Uh, it's it's going to take a lot on, you know. Uh, a lot of work to get back, and uh, I, th I think we put that in this fall. It, it feels like the returners w would know that as well as anyone, having made, I mean, if you're like you, I mean, having made three straight Super Regionals, and um, I mean, so you know what it what it's like to come up short of that round. I mean, what do you think went different last year that allowed you guys to have that breakthrough? Last year, you know, we lost 29 games. Uh, February, March did not go the way we wanted it to. But, I mean, we, we always had that, like, this team can be something special. We, 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 we knew that, like, in the fall and, and even when we were losing in the spring. But, um, 
we just kind of stuck with it. Uh, the hitters adapted an approach, and the pitchers just just got the job done. Absolutely, you know, like um, Ethan Falls was, was awesome. Cole Gordon, 16 straight scoreless innings late in the year. That that's just insane to me. And um, when, when everything started kind of clicking together, and then I think it was really that Ole Miss weekend here here in Starkville, you know. Uh, kind of beating them bad game one, they beat us bad game two, then game three was just a rubber match, you know, just a crazy walk-off home run, and it, it just it just kind of rolled from there. And uh, I think I think that Sunday game kind of clicked the season rolling. And, um, you know, it, it really got up from there. Yeah, I mean, and you uh, in your career have really enjoyed playing against Ole Miss. I, I saw somewhere that you're like a 450 hitter against Ole Miss. You seem to rise to, to big occasions. Where where do you think that that comes from in, in your game? Um, it, it's just there's just so much around around the, uh, those four games every year. You know, we we had three game series on the weekend and a midweek game in Pearl, my hometown. Um, you know, just growing up in, in that environment all the time, uh, you just kind of see what it means to the state of to the state or to the people of Mississippi. It means a lot, you know. It's, it's bragging rights game. It's, um, it's just, you know, it's a lot riding on it. And um, you know, we've been fortunate enough to, to, you know, kind of have a good record against them in the past three years. Um, but they're an extremely talented team every year. It's it's just such a fun series to be a part of. You know, they always have some some guys on the mound that are going to get pro. They always have great hitters. Everywhere scattered through the lineup, but uh, it, it's just—it's hard to explain. It's, there's definitely something more behind that than, it, than any other weekend, especially growing up in Mississippi, seeing it just—you know—firsthand for so long. Uh, it, it's, it's just a lot of fun to play in. No, it, I'm looking forward to it this year for sure. At Mississippi State right now, of course, there's still construction going on on the the Duty Noble uh, complex there, and. Uh, but it's getting close to, to being completed, as I understand. I mean, just from what you've seen so far and with, with the construction, just what are you, how excited are you to, to play in the fully completed field, um, you know, this spring? It has been an absolute grind um, maneuvering through construction for a year and a half. It, it, it's not something whenever you get the college you expect, but, you know, it, it's something that, uh, I personally think it, it, it was time to do it, uh, do the noble. But man, I, I can't wait. Um, you know, we've been using a stationary track or a kind of makeshift track locker room since um, since they tore it down the end of my sophomore year. Yeah, it's 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 um it's been a kind of crazy ride here at state. But yeah, you know, I, I think once the stadium's done, you know, the guys that have been through a lot, you know. Uh, or four head coaches, four years, two stadiums, and three years. You know, it's it's been a lot of change, and I think once the stadium's done, the guys that have been here, you know, for a while, like I have, will, will really appreciate just that kind of finally that feeling of all right, it's the, the the kind of change is over, you know, and, and it's this is a place that's here to stay for a long time. It's it's, it's going to be the peak of college baseball. There's no doubt about it. I mean, there has been just an incredible amount of just things happening at Mississippi State in your four years. 
you know, through it all, you've been one of the, the, the constants, but how does a team, a program, you know, go through those four coaches, you know, have so many ups and downs, but still be so consistent on the field to where, you know, you've made three straight uh, super regionals and you're certainly going to be fav one of the favorites this year uh, in terms of getting back to Omaha. Mississippi State's been Mississippi State baseball for a long time, and it, it's and and that will and and that's not going to change. You know, it's the program itself is just there's, there's just so much tradition behind it, and and just an expectation level that you have to meet every year. You know, um, in high school, whenever you're you're going through the recruiting process, it, I mean, it's no secret that. 16-year-old kids do not know what they want in life. And to get kids to come play at Mississippi State, it, you just got to get them on campus you know, just a couple times. The more you're here, the more this place grows on you and the more it becomes your second home. I, I, I truly can let's like say that. Like it's, it's awesome to see. And the tradition here just behind what they've – like have built here for years and years and years because of, of the people and like, and, and like what the people mean to Mississippi state baseball. I mean, we have a game three fall world series game two days ago and it's packed in right field, you know, and you through this construction stage, we've had people, you know, beg us to, you know, how can we get out there and watch and they haven't been able to in the fall, but you know, it's just that constant support we have no matter what, um, Last year, February, March did not go how we wanted it. But, you know, our game still had great crowds through, through a construction site. You know, no one ever gives up on state baseball, and it, it's, it's really cool to see. We always have support, and our coaches have done a phenomenal job of, of, of recruiting through this, you know, kind of crazy change, you know, the past couple of years. But I'm happy to be here, you know, through this kind of – I think everything's going to even itself out now and just kind of – you know, stick to the same page for a while, thank goodness. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's certainly John Cohen's intention when he hired Chris Limonis uh, this offseason uh, to, to be head coach. And wh what do you, what have you seen so far from Coach Limonis and, and kind of what, just what were your first impressions from him uh, this fall? You know, um, Coach Limonis um, this fall has, has actually, this has been my favorite fall I've had in four years without a doubt. And uh, I know all the older guys will, will definitely agree with me with that. You know, Coach Lamonis is just, he, he's a really good person who, who truly cares about the well-being of like each one of his players, which is awesome. You know, he, he's, he has a, a great way of connecting with players. And, you know, you, you've seen that kind of through the fall, you know, relationships are built, you know, over time and, Trust is built over time, but, you know, ha having the fall so early is a little bit different, you know. Uh, maybe typically you go through a whole fall and you, and, you get to, or, and you get to know the coach and then fall ball will start late. But, you know, we kind of hit the ground running. As soon as we get back, you know, we're still trying to learn the coaching staff and the uh, fall ball started. So it, you kind of have like a little speed, get to know your coaches, you know, the way we get it. But I, I loved it. Coach is awesome. Um, he, he works with us in the outfield, so I get a lot of a lot of time with him. Uh, he, he knows what he's talking about. He's had tons of big leaguers play that he's coached. Um, you know, he, he's just a really good person and a, and a really good baseball guy. 
you know, I know you, you've talked about uh, how, how you guys have to move on into this uh, next season, but is, uh, is either the banana or the yodel uh, going to carry into 2019? Uh, it will not. Uh, <laughs> the, the banana and the yodel, I guess, died out in uh, 2018, but, it, you know, they were vital parts of the year. It's hard as that is to believe, but... Uh, <laughs> There was some magic to last year, and uh, I, I hate it fell short. You, you were a big part of the, the yodel, uh, integral part of the yodel, I guess. Uh, where, uh, when, when did you start doing that? Well, I mean, as soon as we made that song started playing, <laughs> uh, it just seemed like we put up a three spot in the next half. You know, it was just, just some weird stuff. Coincidence? I think not, but uh, you know, it just it just kept happening, and uh, it's only weird if it doesn't work. Is that like your go-to karaoke song now? Absolutely not. My <laughs> go-to karaoke song. That's a great question, but uh, I don't know what my go-to karaoke song would be. But it, you know, probably September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Okay. It's real big on that right now, although it is October now, but. <laughs> That, that probably plays a little better than the uh, the Yodel Kid. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't want to hurt people's ears that bad. <laughs> Did you get sick of bananas at all during that month? Absolutely not. The fact that we were playing baseball in Nebraska, um, you know, it, I didn't care at all. We, we could have flamingos in the dugout. Don't care. <laughs> just, just went. Just. Sit. Win and survive was, you know, kind of the only thing I was thinking about. Well, I mean, now you're you're looking towards 19, looking towards getting back to Omaha. I mean, just what what is this team? Have you guys talked about goals, or, or where are you guys? Uh, what are you what are you looking for out of this next season? Well, you, know, you talk about goals, but you know that's you know. We'll, Everyone comes here for that same one goal. We're here to win a national championship. This Mississippi State is like, you know, they're still looking for the first team national championship by sport. It's it's time for that. We, 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 since I've gotten here, I've said that, and it, it's it, it's time. And uh, we're going to do everything we can you know, to to bring that back to Starville and. Our baseball program has come so close so many times. and Like a lot of people say, it's, it's, it's the only thing our program is missing. Two Triple Crown winners. Um, you know, we, we, we've done all this, all these accomplishments. Big leaguers, where do you start? There's so many that, that we've had. Um, it's, just, it's just that one thing that we're missing, just that one national championship. And um, we're all here to do that this year. And uh, we're going to do everything we can. Yeah, I mean, it truly is amazing when you look at the history of the program that it hasn't happened yet. But um, I mean, I, you got to think that that eventually that'll that'll come for Mississippi State, especially when you consider just how much people love that that program there. I, what is it that makes Starkville and Duty Noble and Mississippi State baseball so special? Um, you know, having been there for a few years now. It's a really tight community. I, it really is, um, you know. The local business owners around Starville just really 
are true fans and, and believers in Mississippi State. I mean, no matter what time of year it is, you know, everyone's going to support. Everyone's going to support that sport. You know, whether it be the fall football, soccer, you know, basketball, track, like you, you name it. People are going to show up, and and, and baseball is a very unique thing because. For years, we've had the left field lounge. It's been a way for people to escape, you know, kind of life a little bit. There's a story of a, of a guy traveling America that happened to stumble across Duty Noble last year. Fell in love with the place. Duty Noble was just that. It's just that meeting point for a lot of people around Mississippi. You know, to go on the weekends and have a good time, whether that be grilling some burgers or you know, or hanging out with some friends. It's 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 an environment that you know, a lot of people like to be a part of, and, and um, you know, and they get to watch some Bulldog baseball while they're out there. It's it's really cool to see, and um, you know, being 20 feet from it for so long in the outfield, you see what the place means to people, and and that's why the, the new stadium was hard for some people to kind of you know get behind. But I think once they actually see the finished product this spring, that they're going to 100% understand why I'm, you know, why it was time for this stadium. Yeah, I mean, when you plug $55 million or whatever it was uh, into, into a stadium, you figure it's going to be spectacular. And, I mean, all the early returns uh, certainly indicate that, that this new stadium uh, will, will be everything that the people want it to be. And, uh, Jake, just to, to wrap up here, when, when you look at your, your time in college baseball, I mean, just – so far, I know you still have a year left, but I mean, to this point, what what kind of stands out for you from uh, from your career? Well, personally, you know, I, I've been I've been really happy with how, how my career's going, but you know, I, I got a lot left to prove. You know, uh, I'm really happy I'm back, but you know, obviously the draft didn't go the way I wanted it to two straight years. So uh, a lot of people doubt, you know, where I am in baseball. So I, I have a lot I still have to prove, and um, I'm I'm excited to do that. Very excited to do that, but you know, as a team standpoint, in the past three years, you know, you think about college baseball, and it's insane to me that our 2016 team, my freshman year, we won an SEC championship. We're favorites to win the Super Regional, and you know, it, everything kind of clicked that year, and we couldn't we couldn't pull it out. Sophomore year, you know, we lost a lot. We not a lot of people were expecting us to be in Omaha at all. But, you know, so we get hot and, you know, we make it to a Super Regional and then we go to LSU and we were not safe in that series at all. I don't think anybody has. You know, LSU was in the top two team that year. But you see the difference in, in, in how those years go and how those years went and, you know, expectations level, expectation level. And then junior year rolls around and then we finally make it to Omaha through a crazy Super Regional. But it's... Anything can happen year in, year out. So no matter how your February, March goes, you're always in the postseason race. And, you know, that's what you love about college baseball. It's just such a fun fun time to be, you know, on a college campus. And we're excited to go through it one more time to go. Well, it'll be an outstanding team to watch this spring, I think, you know, when you have what you have coming back with guys like you and Ethan Small and, some of these exciting freshmen like JT Ginn uh, should be a fun mix. And 
Uh, we'll, we'll be excited to see where the, the Bulldogs end up uh, this spring. So, Jake, thank you so much for, for joining me today on the, the Baseball America College podcast. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Thank you again to Jake Mangum, Mississippi State center fielder, for joining us here today. That was, uh, you know, I, I love talking to Jake. He's, uh, he's one of the, the great players in college baseball, and um, he's always a, a great interview as well. And I hope that came through here today. Just a very thoughtful player, individual, really. You know, I, I think that there's a lot to be excited about uh, at Mississippi State Baseball this year, like Jake was talking about. I mean, there's just so much new about the program, and yet there's still so much returning uh, from, from what was such an incredible run last year. And, uh, you know, it, it's hard to believe that, you know, everything that program has been through the last few years you go back to, to 2015, they finished last place in the SEC. They go worst to first the next year and then you know, make it to a super regional and only to lose to Arizona. Uh, and then that fall, John Cohen ends up getting promoted to athletic director. Uh, he hires Andy Canazaro to take over the program and it turns out they don't miss, they, they don't, they don't miss much of a beat the next year. Brent Rooker really throws the team on his back wins the SEC Triple Crown and gets them back to Super Regionals again. Uh, and then last year, things, of course, did not go well with, with Andy. Um, he winds up resigning after opening weekend. Gary Henderson is thrust into an interim head coach spot. And as Jake said a couple times there, February and March just did not go the way the Bulldogs wanted them to go. And, but they, they didn't give up on it. I think a lot of people you know, did uh, outside of Starkville, as Jake said, nobody in Starkville gave up on them, but outside of Starkville, there was a lot of like, okay, I mean, this was a top 25 team coming in, but they aren't playing like it, and they're digging themselves a pretty big hole here. But they got themselves out of it. They sweep that, they, like Jake said, they go into that final weekend of the regular season against Florida, and they sweep a series to really solidify their NCAA tournament spot. and. From there, they're just off and running. But you know, again, that they in in that regional against Florida State, you know, they they were up against the wall again, and then you know everything goes crazy with the rally banana, and they wind up you know being one of the last four teams standing. Just absolutely incredible. But at, after all of that, you know, there's still a coaching search going on at the, that that whole time, and. Um, you know, ultimately, John Cohen decides uh, to hire Chris Limonis to take over the program, and it's going to be interesting to see how how the how uh, how Chris Limonis puts his stamp on this program against just such a great returning core, such a great recruiting class coming in. There, there are very going to be very high expectations for Chris Limonis's first season, and it's just going to be very interesting to see how. How Mississippi State goes about handling all of those, and um, you know, there, there's going to be a target on their back this year, and I know they're going to be ready for it, and, and you know, they have very high expectations for themselves year in and year out, and, and this year is going to be no different. And I, I think that this is just going to be a very exciting year in Starkville, and you know, for Jake Mangum to be back at the top of that lineup, you know, he he hit 350 last year. He's He's been one of the top hitters at Mississippi State really since he walked on campus, and you know to have that kind of guy back in that lineup, he's a he's a huge leader on that team. Uh, that's obviously a, a, an incredible asset for the Bulldogs this season, and 
frankly, I think all college baseball fans should be thrilled to see Jake Mangum back. Uh, you know, maybe if you're an SEC team, you're, you're not thrilled about having to pitch to him this, this spring. You know, having to watch him run around center field, running balls down out there. But he is, I think, a fantastic face of this sport, ambassador for this sport, and uh, you know, he really loves Mississippi State and. I think it's great when guys like that are, are able to play for years. Um, you know, it, it's unfortunate the draft didn't play out the way he was hoping it to, but, um, you know, a, a benefit to, for all of us that love college baseball is that, um, you know, he has a chance to come back and, and do it all again and, and see, uh, see if they can make it back to Omaha and, and chase that first national championship for Mississippi State. That was, uh, that was Jake Mangum this week on the Baseball America College podcast. We're... We're bringing on interview guests throughout this offseason. Hopefully we'll, uh, we'll speed through the, the offseason, get to February uh, before we know it, and, and, and the season will be here. But uh, in the meantime, we're talking with some of the, the more interesting people uh, in college baseball around the country. And uh, we'll be back here again next week with another interview guest. Uh, hopefully you're also enjoying this month the, um, the, the daily podcasts that our, our team is doing. Uh, about the MLB playoffs. So if you're if you're watching those playoffs and, and you want to take every or you want to you want someone to kind of recap what happened the night before every day this October, we're here for you for that. And uh, so if you subscribe to the Baseball America podcast, you, you'll get the you'll get all of that. You'll get the the weekly prospect podcast. You'll get the weekly college podcast. You'll get the daily playoff podcast. So um, you know, make sure you're you're subscribed to the Baseball America channel there on your your favorite podcast app and. Uh, leave us a review, rate us, drop me a line on Twitter. I'm at Ted Cahill. Let me know what, what you like uh, about the podcast, what you don't like, uh, or you know, maybe who you want to hear uh, me interview next. So you know, make, sure, make sure you're doing that. Check out all of our great content over at BaseballAmerica.com. The, the top 10 prospects for, each, for all 30 teams are rolling out here this fall, leading into the Baseball America Prospect Handbook, which you can pre-order at shop.baseballamerica.com. As you can, all of our 2019 books, the Almanac is coming up, uh, just wrapping up everything in the world of baseball for the last year. And uh, a new book we're doing uh, called Before They Were Stars, where we look at 125 players, big league stars. Uh, what the, we, we dive into the Baseball America archives and find out what we were saying about them uh, as they were coming through the system. Guys like Derek Cheater, Chipper Jones, Francisco Lindor, so some of the biggest stars of the game. You, you can find uh, find scouting reports on them from when they were uh, <laughs> going all the way back to, to when they were in, in their early minor league uh, seasons. So make sure to check that out over, over at shop.baseballamerica.com and uh, make it over to the, to the rest of the website where, uh, where we have plenty of content from the Arizona Fall League uh, leading up to the draft, we've got the top 50 college draft prospects online, uh, so you can you can check all of that out. Uh, and we got scouting reports for for both the top 50 draft uh, high school and college draft prospects for 2019. So the draft will be here before we know it too, and no time like the present to uh, to get reading up on next year's draft class. So make sure you check that out, and uh, we'll be back here next week for another edition of the Baseball America College Podcast. Thanks for listening.